we swore we'd never be that podcast who sits at a table. Right. <laughs> and we're like, now like, look at we're us. setting this up. We're like, we kind of like this. Should we, should we go proper for season three? Wait, should we? Should we wear business suits every episode <laughs> moving forward? Men's suit and tie. Talk only economics. Okay, Full rebrand. I love that you love that. <laughs> You're like, calculus. Let's do it. You know, I never took calculus. I mean. Crazy, huh? Neither did I. I literally graduated. <laughs> the highest I went was geometry. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I took geometry in seventh grade, Kristen. I know. I know. Well, to graduate our high school, you had to do for algebra. Some reason, it was like something really low. Do you remember when we were in school, they changed the rules to where yes. you only needed two years of math? Yes, I do I remember that. I thought that was crazy. That was the best day of my life. And I'm sure <laughs> I could speak for a lot of my community. People no, who hate math were upset. like, thank God my we can graduate. My class was empty. I literally was like. Yeah, but math's hard. Oh, I love math. Such a You're either a math person or a science person. And I am a science person. I'm not. I hate science. Oh, wow. Like That's math. so funny. Yeah. What are you guys, math or science? Comment down below. If you're <laughs> on audio, come to visual because Surprise. we're in a weird setting. Not weird, just different. Different. Um, hey. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> we're um, at my childhood home. I guess this isn't childhood. Like this is my... High school Teen, home. Yeah, like my teenage home. Yeah. Um, we're back here. This is the last time we're going to be in the Bay until we move to New York. We're just like saying our goodbyes to everyone. We're doing like yeah. a little, today, we're doing like a little barbecue-ish thing. It's actually going to be tacos. I keep saying like barbecue at my place. No, literally uh, Tanner was like, what should I bring to grill? And I was like, oh, wait, we ordered tacos. Like, but didn't she say barbecue? I was like. Uh, you're right. <laughs> it's just like so much easier than gathering. You right. Know? It's a, that's weird. Barbecue is like come however exactly. you're not worried about anything. Barbecue. Gathering, we're singing happy birthday for some reason. Right. Yeah. And barbecue more so sets the ambiance and the environment of right. the party right. rather than the food we're eating. Mm -hmm. Right. It makes it so you like don't stress. Like nobody's stressed right. about. Don't get dressed to up. Wear. Yeah. As we're both. I literally bought, bought a dress. A dress. <laughs> Well, it's different. It's our day. And you're going to, um, it's what? Our day. Oh, our day. Yeah. yeah. And you're totally going to wear that dress again. Oh yeah. I got it's a little easy. slip dress, a little slip dress from Aritzia. And like, I, I feel Aritzia. like that'll last me forever too. Oh, it's going to be a staple in your closet for it's so long. Really silky and really nice, but it's weird to wear a dress. I tried it on. I was kind of like, you're so not a dress person. No. Seeing my body in a dress. I felt like I wasn't allowed to wear it. I felt like I was like really putting on something I'm not allowed to wear. You have this one dress you've worn. Um, it's like navy blue with stars on it. Yes. I, I got rid of that. But uh, I love that dress on you. It, so it's the same cut. Yeah. I think that was even Aritzia. Remember how was silky it? that oh, thing yeah, was? So nice. And I just got rid of it. I don't know. I think it, I don't feel myself when I wear dresses. And I feel like that sounds so like I'm not like other and that's not what I mean by it. It I get it. You're either a dress person or you're not. It I it took me to my yeah. early adulthood to be a dress person. Right. And you are a dress person now. now and they look good on you. And like you have the body for it. Like for Thank me you. personally, my torso is so long. So in a dress, you really see the length of my torso. Whereas But that's like like people want long torsos. Alex, mine is so <laughs> long. I mean, my eyes twitching. Keeps all week, guys, my eyes been twitching. It's so long and it like I feel like it's like long and then my legs are so short. So my 
butt is like halfway down my body <laughs> like instead of like the three fours I like I get you. weird you guys that's why i always wear high-waisted things because i'm like this it this like evens it out yeah it, exactly it evens it out i Whatever. so i went to um a catholic school growing up and you could either there we had a uniform and you could either wear like tan pants or tan shorts mm. and like the the boys wore tan pants tan shorts khakis and yeah khakis and then like a a tucked in polo mm. and a belt you had to wear a belt or the girls wore uh skirts and dresses and they were like blue pad plaid skirts and dresses and then like the polo was like tucked underneath the dress Cute. I was I never wore a dress yeah. I might like my mom didn't even order it right. start of the school year because I just wore the Damn. the khakis and the shirts what was the policy for like running around and stuff like you guys obviously I mean, had to wear like shorts under and shit right yeah like you wore tights okay and sneakers because that would be my mentality as a young girl like I want to be able to go slide on the slide we didn't have a slide oh my god what did you do for fun we played a lot of kickball there okay. was like tetherball was our shit even that kickball yeah Whew. No, yeah, shorts. Okay. Yeah, you wore shorts underneath. Yeah, I probably would in the pants. Till this day. Yeah. It's just like so much more comfortable. Yeah. And if I do a dress, it's long. Like if it's for an event, like a red carpet. It hit the knees. I actually have a I picture like of me long. in the dress. Oh my God. You should find it. I, I have it. Post it. Okay. Wait, what was that one you posted? Did you ever post it? The your, <laughs> what was it? Your first Oh God, my first, first holy communion. communion. <laughs> the funniest picture of alex i think i put it on my story she, when she was little she had like the smile that was just like like, like when I, when people told me to smile it was so forced like, okay yeah i'm smiling now <laughs> i'm happy now like i was being forced to smile that's what it looked like in your eyes literally <laughs> a lot of fear a lot of fear in those little eyes <laughs> your first only community. i mean <laughs> we won't go there <laughs> anyway uh, feels good to be in up at a table this feels good on my back honestly this feels kind of good we gotta rethink things i don't hate the table environment I don't right now hate it but are we so basic to do this season three there's a there's ways we can make it what if it was like a couch and a coffee table that's cool. and we got like one of those tv trays <laughs> that's cool sick we oh. could do like 90s living, living room. room and like vhs's and shit what do you guys think Okay. It's, honestly, you guys are going to be the ones looking at it. Yeah, so it's up to you guys. It's, it's fully up to you guys. But what if we did a 90s living room with TV trays? Fucking And sick. like went super funky with it. Yeah. I love this. I love that. And we can have these mounted on them. Easy. And then whenever we have a guest, we just pull in a third TV tray. And they sit on a couch with us. This is really great. I love this. And it's smaller than that bed. So wherever we move, it's like that space. Is, right. It's there. It's allotted. Wow, I love this. Oh my God. Done. And like family art behind us on the wall. We should go get those portraits yeah. done where we're like on each other's Wait, shoulders. Wait, you guys, I found a picture of my aunt when she was a kid. <laughs> it's <the awkwardest laughs> and it's one of those where they like double exposed like this, the same, like two different poses of the same person in one picture. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's like, like the stepbrothers. Like the stepbrothers. Yeah. And she's like, it's like super proper in one and then the other one she's like like smiling hello like weird it's, it's so, so funny it's so, so we gotta do that <laughs> i feel like we went through hell of of her like family's pictures yesterday and going through old pictures like that it's crazy to see the evolution of like portrait the, style right yeah like the the 
like expectations when someone's pulled out a camera. Like now people peace sign, tongue out, like, you know, it's, it's all about being candid now. Right. Whereas for years it was proper. Since, think about 1800s even those portraits it's all just well because it's supposed to capture your status in society so like oh yeah so portraitry we're like "Ah." right right (laughs) Right. that's that's where we stand (laughs) so people would get portrait that's why like royal i don't know like high society royal people would get paintings done of them and they would have to sit there for out eight like full days and they would get full portraits painted of them and like if you were able to do that you were right you had that money you had that time like whoa i never knew that yeah the more you know the more you You know know. um update what should we do the update now what update oh yeah (laughs) alex has to tell you guys something i gotta tell you i gotta tell you something um so Next week, next Monday, will be our last episode of season two. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I didn't even know this. She's just now telling me this. I made the quick-witted decision. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. No, no, yeah, for real, guys. Um, we actually, last week we were sitting there and we were just kind of planning out our weeks ahead and we realized we literally have four weeks. Four weeks guys, to we, move to New York. We don't have we a don't place. Have apartment. We don't have a plan to move all of our things. We um, don't even have flights to get to New York. Like, we just need to really focus on this move right now. Right. And we don't want to let the podcast, um, like, slip between our fingers within, within these next couple weeks. As far as quality. Right. As far as quality and, like, p- paying it the attention it deserves and you guys deserve. So we are going to be taking starting our break after next Monday. Um, we'll be back as soon as we're settled in New York. It won't be long. It won't be as long as the break in between season one and season oh, two yeah. that was a whole um, other like different reason why that break was so long too right there was like logistic things that we need to figure out right now we're all like once we're there and settled it's and have just the location set done, it's just yeah yeah so yeah surprise surprise but we figured out or we like noticed we have done nearly the exact same amount of episodes season one and season two we actually did more this season yeah. so good we feeling. feel like we've yeah we've we put our all into this season every time. I mean, we've told you guys so many times, every episode really is everything we have. Even after long work days, like, I mean, I know a lot of you guys know this, but to those of you who might be new, like Alex works a full time job on top of this. So like, so do you for sure. But like you, I'm always kind of in this mode where you have to go from your, your job. I mentally switch. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you get it. it yeah. But we we're, we still always put our all. We still always go down to the garage at the end of the night and we're like, and at the end we end up feeling better. Like it's brought us closer. Like we always want to give it our all. So these next few weeks, we feel like we fully can't. And that's why we just, we're going to just start the break now. We were going to start it anyway around this time. It's just now we have a date for you guys. Right. I know this isn't a full surprise to some of you who have kind of heard us trickle through the past few weeks about how the end is near. <laughs> but um yeah no it's it feels not for good. long it's not for long it does suck but i you know now that we've this is season two remember that feeling we had when we started season two that fresh, fresh feeling we had yeah. so many stories like i'm excited for the comeback of season three it'll probably be like early july by the way mm-hmm. um 
but like we're gonna have so many just stories out the gate yeah you guys are gonna catch us with like fresh eyed not only for the new season but in a new like place in our life in new york Mm -hmm. a place that we've never experienced culturally living there like it there's gonna be so much going on in our lives that we're going to be able to share with you for season yeah. three it's going to be it's going to be a really big like jump into the season we're going to have just fresh i hate a this fresh, word, but like content take, too well, yeah we're just gonna have like a fresh take on life and oh yeah it's gonna like be huge a whole new wave of like types of it that too yes exactly a whole wave of a new advice with like different types of people yeah like Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited. All good things. Um, but yes, this is our second to last episode. And uh, did you already say this? We just, we had so many entries for this, that, that the next, this and the next episode, it's just going to be part one, part two. This is what we built the podcast on was giving you guys advice, right? Back in season one, it was advice every, you know, every Thursday, like that was our thing. And it feels good to kind of bring it back home Mm -hmm. before the season ends and really just answer anything you guys are going through, anything you've been going through that you want to talk about. There's so much. So, um, part one, part two, this Monday, next Monday. Yep. Cool. That was not as hard as I thought. And I think it's because we have one more episode. I'm not like, it's not the end, but like next one, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's it's going to be like the last day of school when you're saying bye to your friends. Yeah. I would always cry last day of school. Really? Yeah, I got really emotional last day of school. I don't think I did. I was just like more so excited to get the hell out of there. I remember fourth grade specifically, I was saying bye to one of my friends and I started crying. And I remember thinking, I am feeling something right now. (laughs) Emotions. Emotions. What is this? Did you never like, were you not, did you, you didn't hang out with your friends in the summer? I mean, like you guys like close friends but not like the ones you had in certain classes right like, those right. were those were good friends i didn't make class friends i loved class friends because it was like for some reason and now looking back on this i feel like there's got to be a bigger reason maybe i'm like stupid you're not stupid well hear me out <laughs> i never had classes with my friends they never put like whoever made the class schedules i was never with friends. Mm. I had one class with Bree my whole life. Yeah. I had w- one class, one class with, you. with you my whole life. I had a few with Leanna. I never, did we have one high school class together besides no. bowling? No. That's what I'm saying. There's something wrong. Like common no. factor. I, no. I was also, I didn't have many classes with a lot of people. High school, yes, for sure. That makes sense. I mean, logistically, you were enrolled in completely different like curriculum as me, but. My other, like even like Carly and shit. Like I, right. I, I had a few with her. Like I never had my like Were homies. You a talker? No, hmm. I was like a good. I was a quiet a good student. student. Yeah, like I I would answer questions, but I wasn't like obnoxious. It wasn't like are you gonna collect the homework? That wasn't me either. I know it wasn't. <laughs> I saw you like check yourself. <laughs> you were like, wait, no, that sounds like I could have done. That. It wasn't no, you me. Not like that. It wasn't me. But I, you thought it. I I thought it. I said in my head, when is she going to collect this damn homework? Because I did damn well. <laughs> I, when are we going to start the test that she talked about? Oh my God. The pop quiz. I want to get it done because I know I'm going to kill it. She was only saying there was a pop quiz to get everybody there. There's not actually a pop quiz. Oh, 
See, us us kids. I like that, prayed for pop pop quizzes. Oh, see, I didn't because <laughs> they only meant I couldn't ditch class. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. having coffee on an empty stomach, and this is rough. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I haven't like looked at the camera this whole time. Well, look at it. Look at it. Hey guys. Um, what are you wearing? Oh, I thought you meant today. I was like, we're already talking about that. <laughs> um, I'm wearing, I go, okay, I'm wearing these socks a lot. I feel like you've worn them a lot. Well, hear me out. It was a four pack. So oh, you're, yeah. they're new socks. Okay. They're new every time. These are, okay, this table's nice because look, when we do outfits of the day, I could show it. Oh, well, I mean, we're on a bed. So people see our whole outfit oh, yeah, the whole time. Right. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this is not that innovative. These are my Nike socks. That's all. And you wore those to Cheller. I did. Those ones are brown brown from yeah, that dust i bet um ooh, crunch something popped and then i'm wearing my sweats you guys have seen these so many times these are the um tessa's right yeah tessa's sweats that she'll never get back oh my god speaking of stealing things you guys <laughs> no you i don't even know if i can share this i don't know come on it's so funny you guys we've probably talked about this everywhere we go we like to steal a little something. It's harmless. It's so it's like harmless. The it's like salt a fork. and pepper shaker. Yeah, a fork. My favorite is like the oyster spoons. Right. Those like little tiny ones. It's harmless. This one was. <laughs> this one? Your biggest victory yet. <laughs> and I, she gets all the praise. Usually it's a team effort. But I instigate it. I, we're walking out. I say, Alex. we're Okay, we're at our like like local bar in our hometown. Barton Girl. Bar and grill. We're not going to say the name because they're going to come for us. <laughs> I woke up to a text because, hold on. We were with Tanner last night too. She texted Tanner and I. And she goes, why do I feel like, I could say the town, right? Yeah. yeah. Why do I feel like Benicia police are going to come knocking on our door about the mat? <laughs> I stole a floor mat and not just like. Not just like a, a floor mat. Two like, by one welcome mat. No. <laughs> The one that's like outside the front, like it's four. Probably, it's four by six. That's what by, it looked yeah, on the back. Four feet by six feet. That's a human. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really square human. <laughs> yeah, she did. So we're walking out, and I was like, Alex, and she goes, I got it. <laughs> that's the thing. You give Alex just like a bit of confidence, and I skyrocket. And she, I got it. Like <laughs> it's it's just like that. I was already thinking about it. That like, <laughs> like, like I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, you like you blink slow, <laughs> and you kind of sway back and forth three to four times, and you're like, I got it. I'm like, she does have it. She is not capping. It was the smoothest thing I've ever done in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get that footage. I don't. I'm terrified that they're gonna find it. You're literally fine. Okay. So she's walking out, and she just like curled the mat up in I her like, feet yeah i like i like lifted the edge with my toe and then not us teaching you guys how to steal <laughs> <laughs> i like lifted the edge up with my toe and i started to roll it with my feet as i was walking it's good and then i get to like pass the door the front door tanner already has the back trunk open oh yeah i we flip it in get in the car easy getaway i sped <laughs> i literally I was my back wasn't even touching the seat. I was like sitting up. No one like, saw. <laughs> no one saw. You're fine. That probably happens more than we think. I hope so. 
It was a good one, though. It was a good one. I mean, the We're damage is done. We're putting it in our apartment. No, the way she... Wait, oh, oh, careful. We keep hitting the thing and it shakes the camera. I just noticed. Oh, shit. Sorry, Sorry if we've been doing that. Um, I wake up to her coming in the room where I was sleeping and she goes, Kristen, Kristen, it's totally going to fit in my suitcase. And she already has it folded by her suitcase. She's like, no, we're good. It's going to, I was like, good morning. Like, good to see you too. You're like, it's good. I'm like, at the same, on the same note, I'm like, so proud of myself. You should be. It's fine. But then also like, I just committed a crime. You, that was such a petty crime. (laughs) Like. Petty theft. That's what. I mean, All I right. don't know. Should we ask a cop? <laughs> Should we call the cops and ask? Do you think I'm okay? Hey, nine one one. Yeah, I was wondering if I'm a criminal or not. Can you interview me? Oh God. Okay. What um, are you wearing? I'm wearing this dress from. Mm. I just looked at it like it has sleeves. Ah, <laughs> uh, these lace sleeves. Uh, this is from ASOS. ASOS. What's new? Uh, really I'm everything. not wearing socks. I'm not going to put these corns on the table. Mm-mm, not these abs. <laughs> Ow. Oh, my God. This is painful. Do you want to take some water? Mm-mm. I like it. I missed this. Mm. I missed coffee a lot. I haven't had it in like a month. And I told myself, fuck this. I'm not listening to my doctor. I will follow every other direction, but I need coffee. But first coffee, right? Yeah. Uh. Thumbs up. If But first coffee is your motto every day. <sighs> Oh my God. Okay. Song of the day. I have such a good song and I'm not going to play it because we're on YouTube. I don't want to get copywritten, but you have to listen to it later. It's called Still in Love by Luke Brown. Jacuzzi. Luke Je- Brown? No, Luke Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, heck of names. Okay. Luke Brown, <laughs> Jacuzzi Jefferson, Calica, and Ezzy. Oh wait, I've heard this. Oh my God. It's so good. Because uh, I remember Jacuzzi Jefferson. Sick name. That sounds like a cartoon's name. Do you think he records all of his songs in a jacuzzi? Yes. Okay, my song of the day is King Princess for my friends. Cute. Uh, dropped March, so it's pretty new. March what, 28th? No, 18th. Oh, that's 10 days before my birthday. And that's six months and 10 days oh after my <laughs> I before I love that we're six months apart. Yeah. We're six months and 20 days apart. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know what time you were born? Twelve seventeen. I was eleven fifteen. Oh, am. Yeah, I was like almost March twenty seventh. Ew. I don't even look like a March twenty seventh. No offense if your birthday is March twenty seventh. It's just not mine. No, you're not an odd number. No, I think we're both evens. Yeah, and we're eights. Yeah, we've discovered this before. And have you guys heard this before? Get ready. (laughs) Are you you guys listening? (laughs) Come closer to the camera. Um. My mom's birthday is her brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then Leanna's uh, niece. niece. No, nephew's birthday is your dad's my birthday. My dad's birthday. And then there was another one. Oh, Monica and Vince have the same freckle on their foot. Is that it? I think so. We also have the same freckle on our butt cheek. And we also have the same freckles on our, on arms. our arms. And there was me, you, Brie, and Leanna all have the same freckle on our, on butt, our butt cheek. cheek. The our same right butt, butt cheek. cheek. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> we'll show picture. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the other one. We'll just oh. get really close up. <laughs> Ew. A zoomed in freckle is questionable. Um, oh, the 
we had the same like last four digits of our phone numbers like your old house phone is the last four digits of like my grandparents or something you know the story of my house phone no oh my god we have had or my parents have had the same house phone number since they got together oh we moved over the bridge and we had to switch phone numbers Mm. we got the closest one that we possibly could to like the digits right but then when we moved back to Vallejo my dad called the phone line and was like is there any chance this number's open and they're like oh yeah so we got our old phone number back so now we have the phone number that my parents have had since they were to get like got together that's exactly why I never want to change my phone number we're talking about this like it it becomes part of like it is and that's when they had together like when they decided to have a joint landline and like become a family yep that's so cute do you want to tell people what it is (laughs) (laughs) and my mom still uses the house phone it rings off the hook who calls like people call it yeah my auntie kirsten all the time Mm. it's it's either my auntie kirsten my grandparents, my Oma and Opa. Valid. Or like Michelle calls all the time. My mom just constantly on the phone with her friends. House phone. House phone. What does it look like nowadays? You got one around here? Um, I think it's downstairs. But it's, just, I mean, standard. They haven't changed much. Is it wireless? Yeah. That's nice. God, yeah. Well, I, I don't <laughs> freaking know. It's definitely not corded. I mean, cute though. We're talking about having a landline in New York. Oh, we will. I think it's a good idea. Um, It's better for emergencies landlines yeah if you call because then they could track you easier than a oh, cell phone right Quicker. especially in Quicker. new york like yeah. so landlines are good if we ever get like broken into we just got to rush to the landline right please sir hold on <laughs> my landline's over there he's like go ahead you're good <laughs> should we get into it um yeah but first we have to take a break for our sponsor our sponsor today is better help and as we were just saying we've we're getting pretty stressed about this move. It's coming down the wire. And I feel like whenever I'm stressed, as you know, we literally dealt with this yesterday. I get so overwhelmed that I kind of shut down mm-hmm. and I'm starting to learn, like take it one thing at a time and get it all out. Whether that's on paper, talking to somebody, whatever. If you get everything you're stressed out out of your head, it's easier to kind of like organize how you're going to attack it. Right. So I feel like talking to someone is the best way to do it. Talking to somebody who isn't stressed because it's not their stress. Yep. They can look at it as like, oh, step one, do this. Step two, do this. They simplify it. Exactly. Great resource. If you're ever stressed, talk to somebody. And BetterHelp is a great resource for that because they're available online, worldwide, for everybody, anywhere. And stress comes at not just four o'clock <laughs> on Thursdays. So it's an amazing resource. Yeah. And I feel like especially with this move, like moving across the country is so hard on your body as it is. Mm-hmm. And I could already tell this stress is affecting, it's affecting my sleep. It's affecting like my jaw. I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting really tight. Yep. And it's like you said, releasing that energy is huge for stress. Crucial. It's crucial. It's crucial. Even just releasing the physical symptoms mm-hmm. of it then helps free up some space in your mind to like okay and like we've said this before stress induces stress i'm stressed it's no it's making me stressed right now and it's not a word anymore stress (laughs) better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress 
Again, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Advice listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash advice. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash advice. Thanks, Thanks BetterHelp. Better okay. This feels good to be doing an episode like this. Like I'm excited to I just love it. read everybody's shit. Yeah. It's like these episodes, do you ever feel like you get so much? Oh my God. Hearing their experiences. Like, well, and it's, it's kind of one of those things where every time I think I'm going through something, I'm like, oh, I'm the only one who's experienced. No one gets me. I'm the only one who's going through this. And like me reading this, it's always kind of like, oh, we all do experience the same shit. Yeah. You would think on some like deeper universe level, soul level, like why do our brains default to isolation thinking we're the only ones when on like an evolutionary level, we've, we've all been dealing with the same heartbreak and loss. Like why can't we all just like come together? Yeah. And I think moments? it's, I think it's just like easier to, I don't know, like sabotage a, maybe? like, yeah. Sabotage, like self pity wise, right. like no one's going to and- understand me anyway. Right. Why, you know, like it really boils to self-esteem. Yeah. Just like, I'm not even why do, like the world's against me. Why would anybody ever relate to me? Cause I'm such a POS. Yep. Like, and uh, like, we all do it. It's sad. It's really sad. That's why we have this though. It's depressing. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, exactly resources this is, like this though. Yeah. Like this therapy better help for example. Um, yeah, it's just, you're not alone. So that's why we like to do these. Episodes. Never alone. Never, ever. This podcast has helped me like realize that I'm not alone too. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, this is my first one. Hi, y'all. I hope I'm not too late, but I have a dilemma that I'd really love some advice on. Sorry if it's a little long. I'll try and keep it short. I'm sure this is a common one, but I really miss my ex. We met at the end of 2019. I'm almost 24 and he's 25. And we're friends with benefits for a while before we started dating in August of 2020. Mm. That lasted about four months before we broke up. It was all on good terms. We stayed friends and even hung out several times. It was never awkward. We just decided something wasn't right and maybe bad timing. He's literally perfect and everything I've ever wanted in a partner. Plus, all my friends and family absolutely adore him. I've never had a connection like this or even close with anybody else. He recharges my social battery instead of draining it. And as an introvert, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think the real main reason why we broke up was because of me. I was in a pretty bad place mentally then, and I've always had a hard time expressing and communicating how I feel, so I tend to come across as cold and distant, even when I don't mean to, especially in a relationship setting. He was always super understanding and lovely about mental health things, but it was just really unfair towards him because I think he didn't feel wanted. I've been telling myself to see a therapist for years about my communication and processing issues, but I'm like you, Alex, and I just keep putting it off even though I know it will help. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot uh, a lot better on my own uh, and am now in a much better place mentally. I've realized that I'm really fucking in love with this man and I don't know what to do about it. We don't talk as much anymore since we were both busy and he lives five hours away now. So I don't know if he's seeing someone or not or if there's any chance he feels the same. But I literally can't stop thinking about him, about him and how much better we could be now. I did write him a letter but I haven't sent it as it was more to process and to get my own feelings organized. But I don't know, should I send it and tell, tell him how I feel or let him go and try to move on? We both have dated other people since, but 
at least for me, no one, girl or guy, I'm bi, has even come close to making me feel the way he did. I haven't had any interest in dating now for months because of that. Thanks for the advice, Lauren. Ooh, I love how you spell your name. L-O-R-I-N. Ooh. Very oh, cool. I had a coworker. She spelled Lauren. her name like that. It's so, like, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, new. Unique. Fun and fresh and funky. Okay, the reason I chose this passage, um, the, what's it called? Title. The subject was, should I send the letter? And I immediately, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is a little bit of a different situation, but. I recently wrote a letter to my dad. Um, same type of thing. It was it was really just to get shit off my chest. You know, like I, I really, when my therapist told me to write it, she even said, write it without him ever even seeing it. Write the shit you, you know, that yeah. nobody else ever has to see. Just get it down on paper. So I did. And I read it for probably like a month. I literally like had the Word document. I typed it because I kind of wish I hand wrote it, but I typed it because it was just you like- could- easily quicker yeah I I don't write as fast as I think I type as fast as I think anyway literally not the point um and I sat on it and I sat on it and I finally sent it a few weeks ago and I'm really glad I did um you, you know there's a point where you said does he feel the same and whether he does or not we don't know but sending the letter opened up so many doors mm-hmm. with me and my dad that like I couldn't imagine if I'd never sent it right like, if you have an inkling to send it I think there's a reason there um I also think you will sit and wonder if it was meant to be kind of you know forever however long he's in your consciousness if you don't send the letter and if you send it and say you don't even get a response back or the feelings are mutual you can at least walk away. You did all you could. You did everything you could. Mm-hmm. You put yourself, your heart out there, however you want to look at it. You did everything you can to at least let someone know how you feel. And what they want to do with that is, you know, their decision. But I think moving that way through life with everything, just putting 100%, 100% of ourselves into everything, you won't regret it. Like I'm, even if my dad never responded, you got it out there. It felt good. Yep. Literally just dropping in the mailbox today. I was like, wow. It's a like, release. Completely. So as far as the letter, I would send it. Um, your emotions for the situation, though, a very, very common situation. And, and I know you said it's probably common, but I miss my ex. But like, that's also a big thing a lot of people don't admit to. So I'm yeah, I'm proud that's of really you big. for writing in and, um, you know, talking about it. But it's normal. You're valid. And I absolutely think you should send the letter. Send it. Send it. <laughs> Grief of a family member. How to cope with it. Hello, girls. First off, I just want to say how much I love you guys and your podcast. Now to my question. How does one handle grief of a loved one? My dad has cancer and sadly is incurable. I just turned 25 and I didn't think that I would be losing a parent so soon. He's becoming more and more ill each day. And it's horrible to watch someone you love so much suffer so much and not being themselves anymore because they are in so much pain. I also know I'm going to lose him soon and that he won't be there for the big and small moments in my life, like buying my first home or my first car, helping me out with things, watch and talk about movies and music, that's always been our thing, and to give me hugs anymore. It really sucks, and I know both of you have lost someone in your close family, and I was just wondering what has gotten you through your grief. 
I know that some things that worked for you might not work for me, but it's always nice to hear the experiences of someone who's been there. I hope you're both doing well. Vivi. Vivi? Vivi? V-I-V-I. Vivi. Vivi? Vivi. Um, wow. I, my heart goes out to you and your family. Um, when, I mean, I've been like prepping myself for grief for a really long time for my grandparents. And it's kind of one of those things where you can't really prepare yourself. I've tried really hard to prepare, prepare myself for the after and me and my mom actually had this talk after my grandma died. Um, life just kind of, oh. <laughs> life just kind of, oh my God, <laughs> how many braces oh, you got on your legs? <laughs> what does life do? Life just kind of starts anew after, um, I, me and my mom, we were kind of like, it feels like we're in this. I don't know how like to like time vortex. Well, was it when you were, it, we're there? just like in this new like club of people who've lost someone? Yep. Like I've never experienced a death before in my close family. And I, I'm not sure if you've lost your grandparents or not, if you're, or if you've experienced death in any other way, but it's kind of just like, Oh, this is life now. Yeah. It's so hard to, Whoa, 908. Wow. How can you read that? <laughs> It's so hard to put into words, but you kind of just like force yourself to get through it. Um, at it, like in the after, I know something that's helped me is, and it seems like you might relate seeing someone you love in so much pain. You're kind of, that's one thing that will, you'll, you'll see, you'll find comfort in after is knowing that they're no longer in that pain. Um, I've seen, a lot of my grandparents in a lot of pain. And now I know that they are honestly better off mm -hmm. and a lot happier and whatever you believe in, wherever they are after their passing, um, find comfort in knowing that they're no longer feeling that physical pain. That's no longer a burden on them. Their souls are free. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. It, I never thought I could like put into words how I would experience this. Like mm -hmm. the, I keep calling it the after because it's, it really is like, like you said, a time vortex you, my life before losing my grandparents is so different than, I mean, I, I look at life differently. Completely. It's, we joined a, cl a club of people who've lost people and it's just yeah. like, your life is before losing a loved one. And then you have this life after losing a loved one. And like we were saying earlier, you, you really are never alone that, you know, that club, Uh huh. a lot, it, there's a lot of people in it. It feels like that. And I, I know you're reading untamed right now mm -hmm. by Glennon Doyle, but, um, a part that you'll get to, which you'll love is where she's talking about, when she lost her grandma and she describes it as, you know, the day it all happened, they knew she was going to die. She, they, her, they went to the place where the brave people go. Mm -hmm. And that's like how she described that, you know, whether it's a hospital room or a sudden, a phone call, a sudden death, you know, that it comes in so many degrees and they're all very unfortunate. 
But I, what I experienced, because my grandma was also like my first big death, it, I really became primal. Mm -hmm. Yes. I really noticed, you know, I anticipated it too. It's kind of something I feel like once you learn about it as like a kid or whenever you kind of really digest that death is real. Yeah. You kind of always think about it the rest of your life. You always think about it and you're always like, I wonder how I'm going to react when I lose a loved one. Even us thinking about it, that's primal. Yes. We're anticipating. I mean, you're, you're all your reactions to things, even when there's like a big boom, you know, everybody crouches down, like everything we are wired to do is to kind of avoid death and keep our bodies and ourselves safe. Yeah. And when you go through it, especially with a family member, for me, it became this like pack mentality Mm -hmm. where like my family got really close for that time, which like we're not close. So like that was even kind of weird. And what I'm getting to here is you will adapt. Yeah. You will, you will adapt. It, it will be hard, but really, really trust the process and whatever you believe in. Like it, death is inevitable Uh for all of us on this planet. And there's no, there's no way to like properly prepare for it. Right. You kind of just, you, time like you just time. get through it and I think the number one thing that I I keep telling myself I mean I'm I feel like you kind of forever grieve a loved one is just feel it mm-hmm. just feel it cry scream whatever you react naturally is, is okay. okay it is normal it's you it's for you even if you look around and everybody's crying and you're not that's, that's okay. Normal. That's normal. It everything is normal. You will grieve how your soul and your mind is supposed to for whatever reason. So really just be gentle with yourself and feel it. Right. But I'm sorry. That's very heavy and sending all of our love. We're always here. If you ever need to write in again and uh, my heart goes out to you. Okay. My next one, this, uh, this subject line really got me in love with my brother's best friend who isn't <gasps> single. Uh-oh. It sounds like a title of like a Sex in the City episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. This is something I've been battling with since December, and I really feel like there's no right answer. Please keep a non. So my brother got married in December of 2021, and I was a bridesmaid. I, of course, have known my brother's friends for years, but when one of his groomsmen walked into the rehearsal, I felt like it was love at first <sighs> recite. Never heard that. Recite. Because I haven't seen him in years. His best friend, Jake, is so fine, and he and I got along well immediately. We laughed and joked and danced all weekend. Up until now, four months later, we talk every day. Holy shit. It's mostly about dumb things like what is our dream car or weird foods he eats, but we talk every day. He has easily become one of my favorite people because he's so weird and easy to talk to. Here's the advice. He's had a girlfriend for four years. I promise I am not being biased when I say this, but she's truly awful. She backed out of my brother's wedding two days before the ceremony. She has gotten into screaming matches with our friends because she's just so difficult to mesh with. Jake even tried to break up with her, but somehow he'll come back and tell my brother she's working on it. But that's in quotes. She's working on it. They have a long distance relationship. He's in San Diego. She's in LA and she never visits him. It's always him driving to see her. He hardly talks about her with me, and I swear we don't flirt yet, so I don't really feel guilty for getting to know him so well. I feel like I'm stuck in a spot where I know I'll be the one, the only one hurt, but I don't know how to back out. 
I really don't want to back out because I swear I've fallen for him. I think about him all the time and I can't help but smile when I get a text from him. Is there anything you think I should do? I hope I'm not too late. You're not too late. You're not too late. Um, wow. This is, this is intense. Like to have those strong feelings for someone is already a lot on the brain, but now they're like, they're with someone they're, for four years. Yeah. Like it sounds like ooh. he needs to, if it's, if their relationship is as bad as like you're making it sound like he needs to go through it. And he needs to experience this and he needs, he could be the only one to make the decision to leave. Yeah. Um, as far as like you, and I'm glad you haven't like progressed with flirting or mm -hmm. anything. I, it, it seems like you have a level head and like, you know, boundaries are there. Yep. Um, and I also wouldn't feel bad for getting to know him. It seems like even if, it, if you're there for him to like release these silly things that you guys talk about, and he's able to get his mind off of whatever struggles he's going through in his relationship. Like you could very easily be there as a friend for him right now. Right. Um, which he probably will need if he's going yep. to end up going through this breakup. Yep. Um, and if that's like what you are for him in this time, it's not to say that like nothing would progress after or, yep. you know, it's, we kind of, I mean, we don't know the future. Um, but if you could just be there for it, for him as a friend, definitely keep it friendly. Yeah. Until then. I mean, I know it's hard and you're worried about getting hurt. It's hard to say what's going to happen in the future, but I also believe in like following your heart in the right. cheesiest way possible. Um, and you said you don't, you don't want to give up. Like you don't, yeah. you I, don't want to hide from your feelings, and which I, is admirable. Uh, yeah. I, feelings that strong how could you even hide from them you know like I feel like you could probably relate to that too but just let him go through it because I would hate for you even if you like verbalized you know hey like are you gonna like break up with her you, like started talking about that I would hate for you to carry that guilt of like meddling and being involved and like right you know kind of just talking shit behind his relationships back if that makes sense like I feel like it's still not your place and I would never want like I would never want you to mess up that relationship and then have karma come back and get yeah. you for say you guys are together down the line then it's like are you gonna feel feel like something's gonna creep up at some point like it's just like mean? a yeah it's like a never-ending doom because you you hear that's like a very common thing that people say is like if he if someone leaves you for someone they're gonna do it again yep so like, just let it ride out and, um, you'll know you, I promise you will know when the time comes where you need to pull out. Yeah. If it's like really going to hurt you, you will know. But until then, just it sounds like your heart's, yeah, your heart's happy where it is right now. Yeah. That's the best you could do. Okay. Next one. Advice needed. Hey girlies, I would like to stay anonymous. I just moved states and I regret it. Oh shit. I spent so much money on the move and miss my friends terribly. I'm going to remain positive and take advantage of the move. I'm just not sure how to stay busy and make new genuine friends that I can trust. What would y'all do in this situation? Love you both. Um, okay. My first thought, I picked this one because my first thought was, uh, I hate that you're saying you regret it. I, I really like if I, 
if we could end the podcast today and we give one piece of advice, please don't regret anything you do in your life. Mm -hmm. There's a reason you wanted to do this move. There's a reason you put so much money and effort into this. And you know, it's, you're really brave. It's, that's really hard to make this move. And it sounds like you're close to your friends and, or like close emotionally to your friends. And for you to make that move independently is really big. Um, I want you to kind of like sit and distinguish whether or not this is discomfort and uh, like it's more of the fear of the change rather than you actually like hate your living situation Mm -hmm. because those are two very different things. And if it is something like you can control as far as like you hate the apartment that you're in and the job that you have, like those external things, if those are something that you can change to make you happier, do that. But if it's, if you're in a place where say, I don't know why you made the move, but if you're going to school and you like your school and it's just like things aren't moving for you the way you want them to give it time. And like, I'm glad you're staying positive because it all it does take is time to settle in a new spot. Um, I didn't love LA when I first got there. I, it honestly, I moved because I was escaping a relationship. So it, I hated it. It was the change. It was the change that made me hate this new life that I was living, but you give it time, you meet new people, like things will start to fall into place. And I promise if they aren't those external external things that you can control, your life will pick up it where you, wherever you are. Um, as far as meeting new friends, we've said this before, go out and do things that you like to do. Um, and go sit at a coffee shop and pull out a book or go bowling or do anything. And you'll meet people who'd like to do the same things that you do or go on Bumble friends. Did they say like what state? Mm-mm. No, they just switch states. Well, there's always something to do anyway, right? But I think also, like, maybe this is more of a independence thing for you. Yeah. Like Alex said, there was a reason you made this jump without that friend group. I mean, I get that that's hard. It would be so hard. It was hard doing that when I moved to L.A. without you guys for a few years. Like, it was the hardest thing. And I had those moments where I was like, why the hell did I do this? But, like, what if I didn't do it? Yeah. Would this podcast even be here? Like. Things like that, it, you'll be surprised when you're going to look back on this time in your life and be like, wow, oh. if I didn't move, X, Y, Z would have never happened. Mm-hmm. So really ride this independence wave right now because no matter your age, that is like a part of life that everybody needs you to need, go through. Yep. And a lot of people don't. A lot no. of people stay in that comfort, always have the roommate, always have the friend. You got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Just like we keep saying, just feel this one. Really just feel this time right now and take it in. Just watch. You're going to look back and be like, I am so glad I'm I moved. So glad. And please let us know. Like, keep us updated. I oh, really yeah. want, if you're willing to, like, share more details, let us know why you moved, where where you are. I mean, we. I'm I'm very happy to, like, help you through this because I, I feel this yep. a lot. Okay, my next one. The subject is praise makes me uncomfortable same Mm. hey ladies i'd like to stay anonymous first of all i just want to say that i absolutely love this podcast it holds a special little place in my heart and it makes me feel like i have two older sisters looking out for me 
You guys always help me to get through my days at work. And for that, I can't thank you enough. Oh my God. Okay. When people say, um, you hold a special place in my heart. I always picture me in like an anatomically, uh, anatomically correct heart. Me too. Inside like of a heart. Lower a left. Yes. Like in like a little, like there's a border tape line. Like yes. I have to stay in it. Me too. I completely visualize that. Tickle, tickle. You hear it? Can you feel this? All right, gals. Now I need advice. I just recently finished schooling for the profession I wanted to go into and just yesterday landed a really great job in the field I was aiming for. Congrats. Congrats. That's amazing. My boyfriend and his family have been so supportive and they have helped me through every step of the way. However, my boyfriend's mom in particular was super excited to hear the news so much that she wanted to throw a big party to celebrate. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I love that she's wanting to tell the world about my big accomplishments because she's proud, but I've always found it hard to receive praise and share my accomplishments with other people. It sort of makes me uncomfortable in a a way, and it makes me feel like I'm being cocky or bragging to an extent. God, I relate to this so much. I don't think that of other people when they share their accomplishments. I just don't like doing it myself. I've always found praise to be uncomfortable because I don't feel like I do enough to deserve it, if that makes sense. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I really do appreciate her support. It's just that I really feel weird about that kind of stuff. I grew up with a very strict and religious family, so my parents always held a really high standard for me. Being the oldest and being Hispanic really took a toll on on me as well because I was given certain expectations to go above and beyond and make something out of sacrifices that my family made. My family isn't big on recognition and praise either, so that's another reason for why it throws me off when I receive it. Do you think it's bad that I don't want my boyfriend's family to make such a big deal out of all this? My boyfriend always tells me that I need to feel more proud of myself and accept the recognition, but I don't know how. Any advice? Wow. Mm -hmm. I, this is literally one of the first conversations I ever had with my therapist a few years ago. Um, Praise, compliments, all that. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's honestly, it's a big reason why I even hate coming home. To like the bay because like people are like oh my god I see what you're doing out of way I'm so proud and I'm like uh, stop and it you I get it like you feel cold for doing that because you're like they're trying to be nice and it's not that you don't appreciate the gesture but it's you don't want like what they're saying to be true and you want to know why because you don't believe it about yourself and I know that sounds harsh but really sit and think about it because it made so much sense after my therapist broke it down for me when we are praised and we don't like it, it makes us feel uncomfortable, whether it's a compliment or something, you know, praise for a milestone in your life. The reason you dislike it, but you like it when other people get it, you're proud of them. You think it's great. But the reason you don't like it is because you don't think you deserve it. And that's all a reflection of your self-esteem. And it doesn't come off cocky because you, you actually did the thing to Mm -hmm. deserve the praise. Cocky to me is a false representation. Right. There's no, you know, there's nothing to back it up. It's, it's an overcompensation to fill something else to make it, you know, look like you accomplished something, but you really did accomplish this thing. So the praise is real. It's valid. So don't feel cocky. Um, it's really some, it, it really just takes a lot to work on. I think this sounds kind of elementary, but one of the biggest things that I started doing is simply I don't know if this is uncomfortable for you, but for me, it was hard to even say thank you when someone else would compliment compliment me. Like I would just, 
I, I'd be sometimes I'd, with a joke, I'd be like, stop. Or like, I'd lean away or I'd compliment them back, like completely divert the energy back on them. Like those tactics are self-sabotaging and, but the, I get it, but just really try and take it in because you do deserve it and tell yourself you deserve it. And I know you grew up in a family who didn't give it to you. So that's another big reason why it's not even in your yeah. realm because you didn't have it growing up. Um, but you have it now and you're still young and these people are really proud of you. And just that simple thank you will help your subconscious just take in that love a little bit, which will also raise your self-esteem. Just be open and say thank you. Take it day by day, but you deserve it. And I, that word probably doesn't even have meaning anymore. Like when people say you deserve, I'm like, what? But you do. And now I'm like, I need to take my own advice. But like, I feel you. It's a big thing. But it's it is the root of it is self esteem most of the time. Mm-hmm. So just just take it moment by moment. Take it in and say thank you. This one's called How to Know Thyself. Ah, Shakespeare. <laughs> hey girlies, please keep it on. I've been wanting advice since the beginning of this podcast, but never got myself to write in. So prepare for a read. Oh, I love new writers. I love reading. <laughs> Two plus years ago, my grandmother passed away and I believe it truly changed me as a person. It's almost like from that point forward, I officially grew up because with her left my childlike innocence and hope for the world. Exactly what I tried to put into words five minutes ago. Yeah. Nothing else mattered more than the fact that my grandmother was no longer here. COVID started shortly after and the way the world was going at the time, it made me almost hate the country I live in. Mm -hmm. The last two years have been eye-opening and made me contemplate everything in my life, friends, family, and my relationship. Early this month, my boyfriend of five plus years and I broke up. The only thing that brought us to this conclusion was that was the realization that we need to find some self-love. He's still my best friend, the person that knows me the most in this entire world, that includes family and friends, and we still live together. In a month from now, I'm going to move on my own, hoping I make it because cost of living in my area is stupid expensive and I am a paycheck-to-paycheck kind of gal. I've always wanted to live alone, but I've never done it, so I hope it is something that will help me figure myself out and get a strict routine going because I don't work out, I don't eat healthy or eat much, if that. Since the same, since the time I was a kid, I've always molded myself to accommodate others. I overthink a lot. I try to make everyone around me comfortable and happy. But at the same time, I know I'm compromising my own. At this point in my life, I need to figure out what kind of person I am because I feel I don't know myself very well. I feel like the friends I've made throughout, throughout life don't see things how I do. And that makes me... That makes it hard because it makes me realize I just probably wasn't myself or I've changed perhaps. I'm scared of this new chapter and although I know it's good, I am terrified of conversing with new people. I'm not good at small talk or talk at all. I mostly just listen. I dread going out because I'll have to converse with people and it could just it could just be my own friends, which makes me wonder how the hell am I supposed to meet new people? I've also never been on a formal date. I've only ever dated friends, so I don't even know how to flirt at this point. I listen to your guys' stories. I dream of stories like that. Having friends like you guys have, although y'all grew up together, I'm kind of late for that. And being able to go go out and about so confidently and talk with new people all the time, I'm probably not ready for that right now anyway. I've been looking into therapy, but I'm a procrastinator and nervous to talk to new people. That includes a therapist. 
this is getting really long and I'm realizing I haven't asked anything, but I've listened <laughs> to you for so long. I know so long now I feel like I needed to vent to someone. Thank you for all the advice you guys have given me already. It seems that every time I go through something new, that's the week's topic for the episode. I've learned so much from you and hope to get to a point where I'm proud of myself because there is a lot to be proud of. I just don't know it yet, I guess. I hope to find something in life that makes me happy or have something to look forward to. Because if you told me right now that tomorrow is my last day, I probably wouldn't be that mad about it. P.S. I have a dark sense of humor and I promise I'm not hurting myself. I can't handle that right now. Love you girls and I'm excited for your new chapter in New York. It's a place I've always dreamt of visiting. So Kristen, please vlog. Thank you. Um, okay, I relate to this one so much. I even said it uh, a couple of minutes ago when I moved to L.A., from my hometown, I was getting out of a relationship and I, in that four year relationship, I had lost myself so much. I relate to you. I mean, I'm an introvert too. I don't, I don't think I'm good at conversing with people. It's definitely like a self-esteem thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been a people pleaser in that I will conform to like what I used to conform to like whatever other people wanted to do. Um, my first year in LA, I hated it because I was by myself. I didn't know who I was as a person, as an individual. But then after, once I started to settle, I, one thing that I like to do is kind of, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, but it's worth speaking over and over. Um, a tactic that I taught myself was in any given situation, I kind of like register how I react and who like how how I am in certain situations. And I kind of like started to formulate what kind of person I was in my head. I'm like, I don't even know. Does this making sense? Yes. Like I, <laughs> well, you, you started observing yourself yeah. to get to know yourself. Yeah. I started to really see like who I was and I started like connecting the dots in my head like, oh, I reacted this way to this. Maybe that like matches up with why I'm I am this way in these situations. Mm -hmm. And it was like really cool because I started to see I started to like make these patterns of who I was. And it really like it started to like really build like if you picture an empty. I'm going to get really visual for you guys right now. If you picture like an empty glass human form I would register these things and I would like pour a little bit of sand into the human form and then I would start to connect the dots and like connect the puzzle pieces and then I would pour a little more sand and then at the end of like my year and a half in LA where I really needed to build my independence I started to realize that like this human form was full of sand and I was like oh I'm a full person like this is who I am and it really helped me like be okay with it and like like it and know that no matter what, I can't change it. Right. Accepting it is like, is, that helps uh, your self-esteem too. Yes. Like just, I, this is me. This is, there's nothing I can do to change this glass form. I can't break it. I can't change the sand that's already in it. Right. Um, It's, it, it's a lot of work, but I think for me, making it like that visual representation and really like 
I'm such an internal person, which it sounds like maybe you can relate to this too, being an introvert and not, um, and like really wanting to find yourself again. I, having that conversation with myself was a lot easier for me and registering that like these things that I was doing was a lot easier on my own. And it really like made me like myself a lot better. Finding it's, it's really finding your independence. Yes. Like that, the whole like glass person, um, metaphor ish thing. Yeah. Analogy. Is that the metaphor analogy? Same shit. Who knows? Who Grammar. I don't care. <laughs> um, that to me, cause I, re- I relate to that. And I feel like that's something we all go through after that big heartbreak you have in mm-hmm. your young adult years. And it's so easy to be like, no, I know myself like, and you do, we're not saying you don't, but you like when you're with someone that long, a lot of your energy is split in two, which mm-hmm. is okay. That's okay. When you're in a relationship, there's, there's push, there's pull. Like you got to give yourself to your person. You're, you're a team. But when you break up, you go through that weird kind of, um, you know, where do I, what, what do part, I do with this empty room? Right. How do I decorate this empty room in my heart, my brain, you know, this empty space. And in some ways that's a lot harder because the heartbreak and whatnot, but with you, it sounds like you guys are like, you're saying you're still on great terms and that's amazing. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of value there, but it's really just now finding yourself without that person. And it's so easy to get stuck in our darkness and the things we really struggle with. It's so easy to constantly, you wake up thinking about it. Oh my God, I have no friends to go hang out with today. And you think about it all day and we get so stuck in our darkness that we think that's our personality but it's not. Mm-mm. It's just try and look at it as like a phase you're in right now. But just like phases and seasons and all the things like there's a new one to come. So like. I don't know. Like don't. Don't let where you're at right now. Write who you are. Right. It's not you. It's not. It's just right now. And I think once you kind of release that and kind of accept that this is a temporary state, this discomfort and this phase of your life, you stop identifying it. You stop Mm -hmm. giving it so much power. That's what I had to do at least. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time we forget that when we're in relationships for however long we become part of our ex partners, like their habits and who they are, you start to mold together and when you get out of those relationships, it's you, you feel that emptiness and you kind of just have to like fill that back up with who you once were and like who you can be and who you want to be. Like I've said this before too, this is your chance to really become who you want to be fun. It's so you're finding yourself, but like also you get to write yourself. Yep. You get to decide who you want to be in this world, how you want to act, what you want to dress like, what your hobbies are, how you want to communicate with people. Like this is where you, when you find your independence, it could really be you writing how you want to live in this world. It's overwhelming, but But it's it's so essential. You got to go through this. Grab the bull by its horns. I feel like, and like you did this when you moved alone, you had your first apartment on your own. And when I had my first apartment on my own, a big um, kind of thing I went through to really start 
trying to enjoy my alone time was decorating that apartment. Mm -hmm. Like no matter where you, where you're at, even if you get a little hole in the wall, shithole apartment in your town, like make it yours, make it yours, go thrifting, go to Goodwill, get dollar vases and paint them and get flowers. Like make Make it it yours. yours. That's all that matters. You'll start recharging there and that'll start becoming your identity. And it's your place. It's It's something like you made. Yeah. It's so exciting. And no, like give yourself credit for it. Right. It's nobody. You didn't pick it out with anybody. Nope. Like it's no one else's, but it's yours. You. Oh, it's so cool. Once you surround yourself by a reflection of the things you like, your little trinkets and your pillows and your couch, then it's like, you'll start to realize who you are. Yeah. You have a visual you're representation. Yeah. You wake up every day and you're like, Oh, oh that's I'm that big. Yeah. Right. As I'm looking around. There's, so many signs i'm like so this is Rhonda's personality <laughs> yeah my mom is the queen of she knows just, who she is through yes, and through just she gets it she gets it okay this is my next one hi i want to start by saying thank you for reading this recently i've been getting flashes of full overstimulated confusion and anxiety it's a bit hard to describe why but hopefully you can relate and understand it begins with questioning everything Like simple things is college worth the money and when will, or sorry, when, when I, when I will literally have to pay for, pay it off for years. Why do we have to pay so much for college when we're starting, when our starting wage is most likely less than what we are paying? What if I don't end up loving my career down the line? What if I never find someone and my dream of a family never comes to life? Why do we live a life so wrapped up in work, work, work? How come everything in this world requires money? Can I just quit and buy a van and travel the world the answer isn't easy to grasp and after these questions i get wrapped up in noticing everything wrong with the world and how impossible it is for any change to occur we are 100 percent capable of choosing the life we live but sometimes it just feels like we're following what society tells us to do otherwise we assume we will have no money and be unhappy i guess i just want to know if anyone else relates and if you have any advice for combating this feeling I've learned a lot from time to time in therapy, but for some reason, when these thoughts come, they really overthrow my motivations. Sincerely, Madison. Oh my God. This is my consciousness. Dead ass 60% of my day every day. Whoa. I spiral and I, then I get anxious about it. And then I'm like, oh my God, like, I get it. And I don't even have an answer for you right now. I just simply wanted to read this passage to say, you are not alone. And I, I still don't even know what to do about those feelings, but when I get it, I'm just like one day at a time. That's all I tell myself, like control the things that you can control. That's that's all quite literally the, the only answer. Yeah. It, we don't know. And I, I mean, I feel that I even, I spiral into like, the job I do like social media, but then I'm also aware of like the negative effects that we psychologically still haven't even studied that social media is having on people. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm feeding into that. Like I'm a creator. Like I'm, what if I'm like poisoning someone's brain? I mean, I start thinking like, like I get it. The overflow of your consciousness. You're not alone on that. Um, I think it's cool that we're that way sometimes too. I'm like, okay, like this is kind of cool. Like I try and like write it. I'm like, I'm critically <laughs> thinking like, this is a good thing. It's, it is it's not a bad thing. It's not. I think 
I think it's great to always question everything as overwhelming as it can get. Um, but as far as those, when I, when I get really, really into it, I'm like, I'm not going to get an answer. Just like I keep saying one day at a time, we get into these talks a lot, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm high hypotheticals, but like, like I'll start talking about currency. Like that's a big one where I'm like, literally what is it Mm -hmm. what is this thing it's a fake concept we've come up with everything like i had a meeting a few uh, almost like a year ago now with one of my financial advisors to like start investing and he's like explaining the stock market and i and like he's like you you're like following i'm like i'm completely following but all i'm hearing here is this is just a big game and when the numbers want to someone wants to change the numbers they change the numbers and he literally like sits back in his chair <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And my job is just to stay afloat and watch the numbers change and get in when I can and pull out when I should. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, what am I doing this for? And like, why are we so I'm getting into one right now. Okay. So you're <laughs> not alone. It's I get it. Um, I think something that feels good when I'm in those moments is just to talk about it too. Mm-hmm. And just, Find somebody to like laugh about it with because it's the big question of life it that we don't just have like, an answer to. Is it, it in your circle of life right now? It is all hypotheticals. Right. And yeah, the easiest thing to do is just like talk about it. Like what ifs? There's so it's many just what ifs. ifs. We talked about this the other day because part of your thing was not, you know, not finding the dream family and the dream person. We had this talk the other day. Like what if we don't? What if, but but what also, if, you what do? if we do? Just as much as there is negative what ifs out there, there is an equal amount of positive what ifs. Just yep. remember that. The chance of anything that hasn't happened yet, there's still an even chance yep. of it happening or not happening as that could be just as stressful too. I don't know if this is helping at all. <laughs> just, oh God. Who knows? I just, I get it. <laughs> like reading that email, I was like, this is... Because I never, I probably should start trying to write it down as if that'll even do anything. I'll probably start chicken scratching the paper. <laughs> but reading that email, I was like, whoa. Like this, Stream of consciousness question. Yeah. That 60% of my day, mostly at night. And I freak out and I'm like, oh my God, should I just like stop what I'm doing? Like, why are we so worried about money? But I'm rambling. Back to <laughs> the college thing. That, those are valid feelings. I I get it. it. I mean, it was a big thing. Both Alex and I went through even desi- deciding to go to the college we went to, especially like it is so fucking expensive, but it's also the best thing we did for us. And I know then you kind of go back on like the societal thing. But if you decide to do it, make sure you put just as much like effort in to make it worth it yes. because get you're paying all that money go to every class early, make friends with your instructors, make it worth it. So that when you leave, like we did this, when you leave you, we still use the knowledge that we have from our school 10 years later. Like it's, you're paying that money, get as juice the shit out of it. I know student loans are scary, but you can't avoid them. And they're just like fucking sitting there. So, and like on a lighter note, when it comes to like buying your first home or, you know, even getting approved for an apartment, any like credit checks where people see student loans, it's not a bad thing. No, a, it's, it's different than having like credit card debt. Then it's like, okay, you're just a reckless spender. The banks would assume that, 
but something like student debt, it's not frowned upon. It's not. So yes, it might be a bill for the rest of your life or whenever you decide to pay it off or, you know, whatever your financials are, but it's, I, I say this because that was my biggest thing. I was like, am I fucking over my credit for my future? And like everybody I talked to was like, no, no. you're like student debt is like, it's not a bad thing. So when people see it on your report, so mm -hmm. And it's so common. It's exactly. It's so common. But I think out of everything in this life, whether, you know, and what we're talking about, the society and what's worth it, not knowledge is always going to be worth it. So I'm an advocate for college. I think even if you don't use your, like your degree and all that, like you, you still get so much out of it, the, mm -hmm. the people and the experience and just using your brain after high school, a lot of people you know, if you kind of stop that learning sensation in your brain, that firing in your brain, when you're such a fresh brain in your early twenties, your late teens, that, I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I can only imagine that's right. not great. Like yeah. we need to keep using our brains. So go to school. I fucking rambled. Okay. This is my next one. This one's called ghosted after four years. Hey girlies. I hope you're all doing well. Love the pod. But my question is this Sorry, it might be kind of long. I, it, this is not long. <laughs> oh my God, not at all. You're literally <laughs> You just see some of the ones we've read. Right. I was in a relationship for four years and just recently broke up about a month and a half ago. However, the breakup wasn't any normal one as my significant other ghosted me after a fight we had. I tried reaching out, including heading to their place a couple times, but they would either deflect or just ignore the situation when I would try to talk to him about it. The hardest part, we have two dogs and we got mm. together when that we got together. And since we don't live together anymore, we split time between them to offset schedules. I struggle with the fact that I myself never got any closure and often wonder if I did anything wrong. I am now trying to be I'm now trying to go about being normal. But the thought still lingers in my mind of not knowing why or what happened for this person to just halt communication with me unless it's about our dogs. I have a strong support system and I am super grateful for them, but this just sucks. LOL. Any advice? Thanks girlies. Love ya. P.S. Alex and I share the same B-Day. <gasps> Happy birthday. My Virgo twin. Okay. Uh, sorry for the essay. This is not an essay. It's short paragraph. Y'all can say my name. It's okay. Wishing you all nothing but the stars. Oh, I love that. Oh, you're so cute. John. Hey, John. Hi, John. Happy birthday. Holy fuck um yeah shit that's i the ghost if you could take anything from this please don't take it personal absolutely this not is, this is very much something that they must be going through i don't i don't even like i can almost like 98 percent confidently say you probably didn't even do anything wrong it's just like they can't face they something. can't yeah there's something that they can't face internally or even if it is something that like you did that might've irked them, it is their responsibility to come to you and say, this is what bothered them. Yeah. You very much deserve to be like to, ha to know what happened after four years. That's kind of like the least you deserve. That's crazy. Right? Like it'd be different if you like murdered one of their best friends and like their go like the fact that you don't know is confirmation that it's something in them yeah i don't we don't know them so it's hard to like dig in but like maybe they're afraid to break up with somebody so like they're just like run yeah 
I don't know. Obviously, we'd have to know more about the exact situation to walk you through that. But it's, don't take it's, it personally. Yeah, it's not you. That's I'm so sorry. That's so fucked. That's not okay. Um, but you said that you still talk if there's something dog related. Is that yeah? Yeah, because we have two dogs together. I mean, I'm sure you already did this, but like, are you asking each time, like, "Yo, what what happened?" happened? Like, like I would like demand deserve, that respect. Yeah, I'd be you like, deserve you, an answer. Can you give me something? At like, the very least, yeah. You can even approach it, be like, "Hey, we like, I get we're broken up, but like, are you okay? Yeah, like, ask if they're okay. Yeah, maybe they're shutting down because something really dark within within them, which you know is really sad. And I don't know, we don't we don't know, but ask if they're okay because that go, i mean that's quite the thing mm-hmm. to run to that's crazy yeah. i'm so sorry okay this is my next one hi girls it's with the oh girls girls look at the smiley too wait i love that so cute i'm gonna start using it so i've been seeing this guy for a few years now buckle in because it's a wild ride let's call him mr big Ooh, wait that's a friend's reference oh is it yeah what? I thought it was a sex in the city. What do they call that guy? I don't know. I don't watch that. But in friends, um, Rachel overhears Monica on the phone. That's how Rachel finds out that Monica gets with Chandler. She overhears Monica on the phone. Call him Mr. Big. Is that his last name or something? No, I think it was like, like more a, of a, a, such, a sexual reference. Hey. Mr. Big. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> November, 2019. I matched with this hot 39 year old. I was 21 at the time. Holy mm. shit. Um, on Bumble. We went on a date and immediately felt connected and drawn to him. We did sleep together, spent the next morning slash afternoon together. We saw each other again for one more date after that. And then I didn't hear from him again. March, 2020, two weeks before lockdown got even just reading March, 2020. I'm like, huh? Like I'm, it, I go back there. There's something very significant about like that combination that of month. letters and numbers. Yes. Uh, my friend and I were talking about the best sex we've ever had. And I told her about this guy. She takes my phone from me and texts him. Oh my God. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> he replied the next day and we saw each other that night. From there, we dated for seven months. Oh. Both of us are non-monogamous people. After seven months, he ghosted me. What the fuck is with this ghosting? Out of the blue, it felt like, but we were both going through really shitty times in our own lives. Unfortunately, he was better at communicating his struggles than I was out of fear of scaring him away with my mental health. Months went by and I started to date someone I felt really good about. Of course, that ended. And I spent so much time thinking about how I never stopped missing Mr. Big even after six months of silence. So I scavenged for his phone number, it's in caps, <laughs> uh, for his phone number and asked him to get drinks. A week went by and he said yes. We met up and it felt as if no time had ever passed. Our sex was out of this world just as it had always been. Our emotional chemistry was electric. He couldn't stop beaming at me and I couldn't stop feeling enamored with him. He's been in my life again for almost a year now, but we've only seen each other once every two months or so since last may when we reconnected this man is my twin flame i have never met another person who felt so much like home and myself all in one he makes me want to be a better me he makes me want to reach for the fucking stars he's my biggest cheerleader but he's also my biggest fear every time we text or see one another i'm scared it'll be the last time because he reminds me so much of myself i know i could be the same way but never with him 
When we reconnected last May, I told him that I never wanted to go through that pain again. I never wanted him to ghost me to begin with, but I had to ask him to communicate and voice when he wants this to end, and I will accept that. But we both agreed that we can spend years apart, and yet somehow we'll always feel as though no time has passed. We saw each other a few weeks ago. I had been upset with him because he canceled plans we made. When he asked to see me, I said yes, but unfortunately had too much to drink and became quite vulnerable with him. I told him I will always care for him romantically and that he has helped me become the woman I am today. I told him that he is so special to me and I appreciate and respect him so much. I then followed up by telling him I simply want equal respect in return. He said he understood. After that, I blacked out. (laughs) We were fine the next day. He gave me a long hug and kissed me goodbye. Now, here I am wondering, can I keep doing this? Should I keep doing this? I met him three years ago, and I've met to, uh, I've met many other men, but no man has ever made me light up the way he does. I've tried. I really am open to any and all loving connections, but no one is even close to Mr. Big. I don't think we'll be serious anytime soon, if ever. Maybe when I'm in my 30s and he's in his 50s. Either way, if you were me, would you let this go? I can't imagine him absent from my life, but I existed before I knew him. I know I'll eventually be okay without him. Danny. This is heavy. It's always hard when you really feel that connection with somebody, but like you kind of know it's not your time or, you know, there's something just not clicking. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not getting everything you want out of it. Um, I think that is a sign that it's, it's like I just said, it's not clicking the mutual respect that you've recently demanded. And you said he understood is great. And that's, that's one thing but it's now seeing it within his actions. Mm-hmm. I I know this might sound kind of like high school-y, but like it's, I. you gotta notice how often you're hitting someone up versus them hitting you up. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and like how much they cancel on you versus how much you, like that is a action of respect in my book, personally. That's something where I like that to be give and take um equal thing Mm -hmm. so that's something to consider i mean it seems like it's only on his time and stuff which kind of sucks you deserve consistency yeah and you know you deserve it but it's and you've demanded it but it's just at this point where like whether or not he's gonna give it yeah is you're lowing you're every time he's able to get away with everything being on his terms you're lowering lowering your standards yep Cause now he'll subconsciously, he's like, Oh, I I know where I could push. I know how far I can push and they will still be there for me. Mm -hmm. And that's shitty. You don't want to lower your standards for anyone. Even your twin flame. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I, if you keep, it's hard once you lower a standard to get it back up too. That's why like in 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 a work environment in a friend environment in a relationship, it's out the gate let them know who the fuck you are Mm -hmm. that like i've always been a firm believer in that like establish the standards of respect from the jump and it will never go lower than that yep when you let people get away with shit it's it's hard the fact that this has been happening for years is not fair for you Mm -mm. and it's only gonna get harder you just gotta ask yourself if you're willing to sit through you know however long it takes till he finally wants to be with you like 
you know, there is something romantic about always waiting for somebody, but it's also like, what about your individualism and your life? You're taking a toll on like your, your time, who you are. Yeah. Like, sure. You know, you can always rekindle when the time comes, but maybe really start trying to detach from that. What if, because it's not here right now, he's not giving it to you right now. Mm-hmm. So right now you're still single. You're still an individual and lean into that rather than waiting for his text back a week later, just to go fill that, you know, boost of serotonin. And then he leaves the next day and you don't hear from like, you deserve more than that. I think we all do. If you want that love, you see, you said you have that big heart. You love people like that. I believe you and you deserve someone who's going to give it just as much. Give and, it their all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Think about what you deserve. Okay, should we end on a light, fun one? Yes. Okay. What is it? Is it like a poop joke? No. Hi, girlies. Love your pod. Love you guys. Really need your help. I'm six months pregnant with my second baby. My husband and I are high school sweethearts, and we've been together since we were 15. We're both now 30. We just had our first baby in October of 2020, and her name is Willow. I am now pregnant with our second baby, and we know he's a boy. I'm over the moon excited, but I literally cannot find one name I like for a boy. Oh, baby. I have looked at probably every baby name website online and everything just seems so boring. I want a cool, unique name that will go well with Willow. Any suggestions? Thank you. It's a fun one. Huh? No, I'm so excited, but I don't want to like give any of mine. <laughs> no, no shot. You're getting you're my not, list, sister. No, no, no. Um, With Willow. Okay. So Willow was going to be my niece's name. Right. I was going to say Oliver. And Oliver's her brother's name. Oliver and Willow are Willow cute. Willow tree and olive and tree. olive tree. Oliver is like classic. Yep. You could already tell what kind of the man they're going to be. Yeah. Ollie when they're a kid. Yep. Olive when they're old. Sick. Sure. Like there, there's a lot of growth with that name. Yes. Because I always feel like it's weird to have like a baby called like Robert. Right. Like all, <laughs> Oliver's a name that is could be a baby name and then it can grow. Yeah. But like. Come here, Robert. <laughs> like, that's like a weird. Sorry, any Robert's listening. No offense. You know, you grew into it. You're good. We we rebuilt come it. Come here, Hank. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Hank, come here. Steve. <laughs> it's a really, like, what's it? Come here, Paul. That is the weirdest one. <laughs> if your name is Paul, you were immediately born at least 13. Yeah. At least. Okay, let's okay, give some. Okay, I think okay. Oliver's great. Oliver's our top choice for sure. I think you should do Oliver. Um, God, I just don't want to give you any of mine, so I'm trying to like go around that yeah, list. Divert a little bit. What about, is this like basic, but I just met somebody with this name yesterday. I really like the name Forest. And, and it's, yeah, it with goes Willow. really cute with Willow. Forest yes. is so cool. It's so cool. It's immediately a cool name. Fox is cute. Oh, Fox is really cool. Um, Wolf. I was just going to say Wolf. Hunter is cute. I, feel I like love Hunter. Go with the, this this vibe a lot. Yeah. What? This just pop in my head. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't name your sons. <laughs> I don't hate it. Seth Green, great actor. You know, without a paddle, how to lose? How to lose? What is it? How to lose a paddle? <laughs> without a paddle, how to lose a paddle in ten, in 10 days? days? <laughs> oh my god! I had this coworker in high on my high school job. His name was Woodland. W O O D L A N D. Call him Woody. Woody and Willow. Stop. Woodland. Woodland is his name. Top name. Please. I vote that. 
That goes so well. That's so cute. Now, should we go into the middle names? What's Willow's middle name? Let us know. But like, what's like a good middle name? Like, do we want to stay earthy with the middle names? No, I say we, let's go strong with it. Or should we leave it up? Maybe they have like a family like right. name. <laughs> we'll, like, we'll leave that part maybe up Maybe we to shouldn't you. like it. But please yeah. name your son Woodland. Woodland. Woodland and Willow. Because Woody is like, Woody's a strong, there's a lot of good Woodies out there. Uh, Toy Story. S- Toy Story. But also like Woody Harrelson. Oh yeah, that guy. There's just like, there's a lot of strength in that name, but yeah. also very friendly. Very warm, inviting. It's earthy. It's earthy. And then Woody Woodland. could be the baby. Yeah. Woody, come here, Woody. That's so Woodland cute. is so strong and yeah. it's, it's earthy, but but comforting and soft and grounding it's a very grounding name but when you're talking about it you're like, <laughs> we can do it like, but willow and woody come on i'm not even going to give you any other options that's it and if you don't name them that i'm gonna be hot we're gonna be pretty mad but um let us know what you end up naming please him please let us know and everybody in the comments let's give some other names yeah. but i vote that one that's it so cute love that i'm scared that when i have a kid I'm not going to be able to choose. You know, I was unnamed for a week. That's going to be my kid. <laughs> like, Come here, number one and number two. <laughs> or boy and girl. What's that from? Bird Box? Does she call the kids boy and girl? Yeah. I'm probably going to do that. Please don't. I will. No, I will not that, let that happen. Child. Come here, <sighs> offspring. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have kids. Okay, this was really, I loved this. This was a good episode. This was really good. I'm excited for part two yeah. next week. Send in more shit. Yes. Ooh, let us know if you decide to use our name that we've given you. We've yes, please do. Gifted you with. Yes, you're welcome. Venmo us. <laughs> um, no, we're just honorary aunt- aunties. Oh my God. Can we be a godmom? Actually. No, I want to be an auntie. Yeah, I want to be an auntie. <laughs> yeah, auntie and auntie Kristen Alex. That's cute. And when they're older, they'll be able to look at this. Yeah. Be like, this is how you, this is how you were named. Like, Who are these and ladies? And they're going to take all this advice that we've given. And be the best person on the planet. <laughs> You're welcome for the best kid ever. Anyway. Okay. We love you guys. This was really fun. For next week, if you didn't get yours in, um, advicepodcast at gmail.com. Resend Send them. Um, it does help to have... The subject lines. Yeah. It gives some insight. Like, to like do something like fun and quirky. So right. it grabs our attention. Grab our attention. But um, yeah, send in anything. If there's, well, we'll try and tackle like newer topics too. Right. Because I honestly, because you're never alone. A lot of these entries were a lot of the same stuff. We seem to all be going through similar yeah. things. So hopefully you guys got something from the answers, even if it wasn't your question. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll tackle try. it all over again next week. It'll be our last episode, but we'll, we don't okay. have to think about that yet. Uh, for Friday's Patreon episode, yes. you guys just send in more. We'll just do this again. Yep. Yeah. I think we could do that or yeah, let's we'll just send in more and just give it our all for the last of the season. I just want to give you all of us. So yeah. we love you guys. Happy Monday. Happy May 2nd. It's May. May the 4th. May be the fourth be with you. All right, we're just gonna go sit at a barbecue with no barbecue food. Yes, with tacos. Love All you right, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.